Let's get it. Hey y'all, it's your girl at Joy Leah and welcome to my podcast Backstage with Joy Leah. Today we have the infamous y'all. Y'all not ready for this podcast. Today we have Mr. Ty Real Lewis, aka Real, aka Real Street Promotions, y'all. We going way back to my original boss, the boss, okay, before Rick Ross. <laughs> We got Mr. Tyrell Lewis on my podcast. We are going to be talking to him today about his new book, y'all. He that came out with a book, basically, I would say, um, turning our purpose into profit. So we are going to talk to him about his new book, talk to him about what he got going on, and just catch up with my original boss, Tyrell Lewis, y'all. So sit back. And enjoy this podcast. Again, y'all, welcome to my podcast backstage with Joylia. And I just want to thank y'all for listening and thank Mr. Tyrell Lewis. For being on this segment today, y'all. I can tell y'all so many stories about this man, but I am not going to do that. I am going to let him do his introduction and tell us a little bit about himself. So, Mr. Tyrell, Real Street, how you doing? What's going on, Jay? Thank you for being on my podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. No problem. So, you know, I'm a little hoarse. I got allergies, so it's been killing me the last couple of days, so my voice is going in and out. But um, if most of you, if you're not familiar with me, my name is Tyrell Lewis. Um, I'm pretty much like the spoke on the wheel that helped launch Southern Hip Hop. So, yes. Young G, Ludacris, Rihanna, Kanye West, Journal, I mean, they're not really Southern Hip Hop, but. Kanye West, a John Legend. I uh, used to manage Billy and Green, Gangsta Boo from Three Six Mafia, Mel from Rockefeller Records. Um, the list goes on. We did marketing for Will Smith, The Hitch, uh, Deep Blue with Ben Rames, Barbershop, Starburst, Army. Uh, yeah, we did Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> And everything that pretty much came out of Bad Boy. And um the girl Joy was on some of those projects too. I just I just can't remember which one she was on. Yo, and I tell y'all my promotion background come from the streets. This is who I'm talking about, Mr. Real Street. He was the original promoter. Okay, I don't know about the rest of you promoters, but this was the original when I say not we didn't do clubs. We had Calvin Klein. Remember that, Crave? We had, you remember we was in the mall at Lenox Mall? Calvin Klein, Crave. Y'all, we had big accounts. We had Army. We had on the Army fatigue with the Army trucks. You know what I'm saying? We had Starburst. T-Mac. Y'all, we had T-Mac. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Y'all, I'm getting hyped because I'm just trying to let y'all know 
where I came from when I say I've been part of this street culture and tagging and doing stuff for years. This man is the one that taught me this, okay? What, remember Super Friends? Remember them, of course. Okay, so this is back, hey, back. That used to include DJ Drama, um, Frank Ski, Don Cannon, they're pretty big now, Mars, Trauma, who's Dave Chappelle's DJ, I used to manage all of them back Wow. I forgot. Like, folks be acting like they don't remember people. But I remember everybody that I've ever worked for, ever met, in in something business-wise. And everybody you introduced me to, you're right. They're big now, and I see them, and they remember me, which is so funny, which is crazy. But you were the originator in Atlanta back in 2001, 2002, and before that. I remember you had when Emil, like, she was big back when I was... In college, and you were managing her, so you taught me so many things. I'm not even gonna lie, y'all. I big up to you for real, for real. So, real, I mean, you told us a little bit about your background and everything, and I mean, we already know you got it going on. Tell us, you know, what inspired you to even get in this game because you've been in the game for a minute, you met all type of people from here and yonder. What made you want to, this is, you know, what you wanted to do, I would say, at that time? Well, growing up in New York, I always wanted to be in the music business, you know, so that was that. But I wanted to rap. Probably like most <laughs> I was nice, too. I was nice. Uh, but uh, as the years went on, I started getting into more marketing and, um, started getting into entertainment marketing and then um, that's pretty much how I evolved into starting that company she was talking about real street promotions which <clears throat> eventually turned into the R group and then I went from there and I opened restaurants and, mm-hmm. restaurants and you know the list goes on so you know I did all of this when I, I think my when I got my first office I was like 24 and in that time frame, excuse my voice, but in that time frame, entrepreneurship wasn't big then. So it was a real big deal. For some people, I was the first black man agent seen with an office. So it was it was definitely a big deal for that era. It's like 1999, 2000. Right. And not even that you had your own agency and... All that, like you had models, you had everything, you had DJs, you had so much going on, you know what I'm saying? Now you're, like I said, into um, all different type of avenues. You explained that you got into restaurants and I ain't gonna never forget when you, you're the original person that showed me the fried Oreos, but I ain't gonna, what was that place called? Munchies. Munchies, yes. Like, you got it. And this was, what, 12, 15 years ago. Like, yes. you know. Right now, a lot of dudes are opening restaurants and stuff like that. But even back then, I'm not saying I was the first black man with a restaurant. But back in those, in that time, most people that did open restaurants were people who actually were chefs or cooks. <clears throat> I didn't even know how to cook. So, you know, my influence in the city of Atlanta has been um, pretty 
pretty pretty instrumental because a lot of those you know people used to intern for us. Yes, you know, so a lot of those people who have um, restaurants now, or you know, some of my homeboys that came to my first restaurant. You know, they they were inspired by that, and they they decided to go and do their thing. And you know, I'm just I'm just glad to be a seed in the growth of the city of Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, you planted so many. I never forget. I, I keep telling y'all, like, I got so many stories, but I never forget. He did that um, turkey drive long time ago. Rich kids, first time they ever came out. I remember they were there, and it was at Munchies. Huh? Yo, you know what? I, I didn't even know. Yo, you know what's crazy? <laughs> I just saw that video. I just saw that video not too long ago, and I saw it. They said rich kids, and I was like. I wonder if that's the same people. Yes, that was and before they came out. This yeah. was like what oh yeah, I gotta use that for back to No, for real. This had to be like two thousand ten. And this was before they came out. They came out like two thousand twelve. Cause I remember cause you know, I, I, I was still in my twenties then and you got the rich kids, Travis Porter, all them started coming out in that time. And you had them there originally and you was like, I got these little rich kids coming and Da, 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 and we giving away turkeys, we're but the to get some promos, huh? yes, line with me to get the look from giving out the turkeys. But <laughs> I, to be honest, I was doing a favor for somebody, so I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm just saying because even then we were older, like, and I know you were older. You was like some fucking rich kids. I don't know, but like <laughs> that, you really like that is just so crazy. And how you was like you said a part of so many roots and so much that was. Put down in Atlanta originally. What made you want to move down here? Just out the blue. I mean, because you're from New York. Yeah, I went to college at Tuskegee University. So I was okay. on the weekends. And then I was just keeping a buck. I went to Freaknik. <laughs> I moved to Atlanta. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> so, but after college, I went back to New York. New York was crazy. I'm from Far Rockaway, Queens. It's, if people from New York, they just know what. They know what it is with that town. It was it was just a little too wild, and I never really was like uh, a street street kid. Like okay. I was outside, I been jumped off the porch, but I didn't really like like I just I tried not to be mixy and stay you know in the hood too much. I just like to move around. So then I was like, you know what? I'm coming back. I'm going back down south. And I packed my stuff and left. I had no job, no nothing. Just jumped in my little Mitsubishi Diamante. I got a, I think I had a Diamante at Coop at that time. And I was out. I burnt up to 95. Yeah. It's been making history ever since, it seemed like. So let's get into your book, okay? You've lived many lives, I would say. You've been through um, so much. And... The 20 years I've known you, let alone um, what you've been, you know, had going on before. I was 18 when I met you, and you, I think you were 24, maybe 25. So now you have gone through so much. You had so much then. What made you want to, you know, start? I mean, because you've been always developing people, man. I can say that. You were the original. Developing character and helping people out. I'm serious. You are. You know, I always tell you that. And when we talk, whatever happens, I always be like, You, I give you your props. Because you did that. 
What made you finally decide to share with the world, I would say? Because you would call a person over and be like, come here. What made you be like, look, the world needs to know this? Um, like you said, you know, when we had people in the office, you know, the office was wild. Everybody knows the office was wild. But people also told me that I was very caring and, and poured into people. So as time went on, you got remember, I was a kid then, too. Right. You look back when when you get a certain age and you look back and they're like, wow, I was only 24. Yes. You start realizing how young you really were. Mm-hmm. I never been in a company before, nothing like that. So, um, but what made me want to actually put the book out, when social media evolved, I really started seeing a lot of people, um, and excuse my voice, this thing's going crazy. I sound like I'm going through puberty. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, these, uh, these, a lot of, a lot of, um, just business gurus came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I've never known these people have a business. Like, that don't mean they didn't have it. Right. Hey, I didn't know. And I just started seeing a lot of wrong information and stuff like that getting out there. And I was like, you know what? Everybody telling a truth. Matter of fact, matter of fact, that's not even all the way accurate. There was a young kid, just can't remember his name. And he said, real. Mr. Lewis, he said, I'm tired of seeing all these people acting like they was doing it, <laughs> and you're not talking your ish. No, for real. And he was like, yo, this, he said, imagine if you had Instagram then, or da 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 And then I, me, You would have blew up, you would have blew up, she waited. Crazy. So, but I just, I just wasn't interested, you know, but then over time, um, I just really started saying, like, it's just time to feed the people the jewels and knowledge that I've acquired and gained over the last, I'm 40, <clears throat> I'm 47 now, so over the last 47 years. And I wanted to leave something behind for my daughter to always have as a reference point. Um, if she's ever going through something in life and her dad's not here, she could pick up that book. And that book will live longer than I will. So, wow. So I basically left those gems in there for her. You know what I mean? I told that story for her. And for both my daughters, I'm saying her, but I got two daughters. You got two, it's for her. For both yeah, of them. So, Linda Madison. So, you're a dad, you a dad, what, what they call them? Dad's girls or girl dad? Daddy, daddy, girl dad. Girl dad. Yeah. So, if something ever happened to me, I don't left you a scribe. And, you know, a lot of other people may not have, uh, they might not be fortunate enough to have a father living or a father that might have the skills that I have. So if, if that's you and you want to, you know, try to just gain some knowledge and know how to do something, this book is for you. But not just that. <clears throat> um, finding your purpose in life is the real reason why we're here. And I just see so many people getting, uh, I ended up uh, saving three people from getting, from committing suicide. Um, I ended up becoming like the hip hop, the hip hop, uh, deep hat chopper. Like I'm the thugged out chopper. Like, you know, I got goons calling me, like all types of stuff is happening. And I've really been talking people off the ledge because I, you know, I'm into my spirituality is pretty deep. So I just been helping give people two <clears throat> tools of the game, uh, how to get close to to God and the universe and connect with their inner self and balance the chakras. And so I just, I didn't go too deep with that in the book, but 
I just felt like, you know what, um, I think it's time people hear that side of it from a black man that's, that's not thugged out and not corny and a nerd. Somebody right there in the middle. And that's me. I'm not all the way thugged out, but. You real. <laughs> you real. I'm real. So you I'm real. Like, Your yeah. mama named you that for a reason. You real. You always kept it real. Yes. You know what I'm saying? One thing that one, nobody can ever say you wasn't, you know? That's a fact. And you know what? I'm, I love when someone like you, I get to see you doing your thing. And, and it's just always good to know, like, my, my staff from back in the day, they be like, yo, <clears throat> you know what? He was solid, you know, because that's what you got is your history sometimes. Like, if your history not solid, that don't mean you can't build a good future. But when you get older, you like to reflect and be like, damn, because you don't get that time back. So all you can do is, you know, just have those memories. And then what people don't, well, another thing people don't realize is my purpose in life is putting people on. Okay. And educating. So when I see you with your podcast, you know, before the camera's rolling, I'm in your ass. I'm like, Joy, you need to tell me what you need to do. And um, I just, I just was always like that. And I'm super, super duper proud of you for stepping out on faith and and excuse my voice, it's, it's, I hear it and it's like crazy. But um, I'm just, I'm just really, really proud of you for stepping out and not worrying about the critics, the the naysayers, nothing. It don't matter. Just keep pushing forward, man, and get better as you go. And that's it. Oh, you really? You blow up? Huh? No, you, you making me, you give me teary eyed because I mean, I really, I don't, I don't take a lot of criticism like to heart you know people do whatever they do but I really take certain people's comments to heart and you are one of those people and you know that you like you know that you've always been like you know you know I already know I do for you. I know I know I know but you know I don't want to be one of them people you know Look, I, I met you needing a job. I, I've been around wanting a job. And, you know, I don't want to be one of them people always needing something. But I... Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? There's a, there's a thing called the law of reciprocity, right? And even though you came looking for a job or looking for uh, knowledge on how to do things, I, my company benefited from your sweat equity as well, mm-hmm. from being a foot soldier for me, for being, lifting me up when, you know, it was hectic for me. You know, we had a squad. You know, I had my favorite little group <laughs> and everybody else. So it was, you, you, you've earned your weight in gold, baby. Aww. <laughs> I love you, Ru. I appreciate that. So, okay. We're talking about the book, okay? We are really getting into this book, and I don't want to give away too many jewels or anything. But, I mean, like I said, you have so many lives. What are some key ponents as a business person and, you know, that you kind of live by or that you take into heart when it comes to business or just your daily life? 
in business, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Hello. <laughs> you have to. I think for me, the, the biggest thing was well, always never do anything that's going to make you uh, lose your integrity. And because, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, <clears throat> the level of business I could have went to as far as the music side could have been phenomenal. But I started getting to a certain level where there were certain moves that I had to make that I wasn't comfortable with. And at that time of my career, I was falling out of love with it. So I wasn't making an ultimate move either. I just was like, you know what? It's a dub. The, the internet's taking over, everything's falling apart, all the record labels are breaking because a lot of people don't know this, the music business actually collapsed. <clears throat> then they started During the working. pandemic? No, this is like 2009. Okay. So a lot of labels started merging and, and trying to figure out social media. And the people who stuck around became the next level of uh, executives. But for me, I had the restaurant and I had other, I had other dreams and goals. So I didn't, I didn't want to do it no more. <clears throat> but what I was going to say was just make sure you always keep your integrity because that is the most important thing because you got to live with yourself at the end of the day. You know, I know people got to do certain things to get where they go in and, you know, I don't knock nobody hustle, but for me, my integrity is more important. Like, can I, can my daughter look at me and be like, Nah, my dad is my dad's solid. Or and even for me to have my my former staff say things like you know, real solid. Like I, that's important to me. That's important to you. Yeah, that's important to me. That's true. Um, my, my integrity is important to me. Now I'm not perfect, but I'd rather just fall more on the good side than the bad side. Right. You know, I don't wake up every day. I don't wake up and intend to do any harm, any wrong. But through the course of the day, things happen. So, but as long as I can end that day checking the scoreboard, like, I it's a good thing. I do bad things. <laughs> All right, I'll work on that tomorrow. Right. Okay, you know, and that's why I spoke. Integrity is, is important to you. It's important to me, yeah. Okay, I mean, since we getting in, since we going deep, and you already said you deep spiritually and all other type of places, what's, what like struggles, you know, to get where you have been and to where you are today? I mean, give us, I wouldn't say give us some struggles, but what was one struggle or something that was like, yo, or that made, I would say even made you get out the music industry to go a different way or just something you just want to say. One struggle was uh, being diplomatic. Um, I wasn't diplomatic when I was younger. And it was hard because the behind the scenes, people didn't know what was going on. Like we're doing all this work. Some of the checks are not even what... what? what um, I, that was what I was going to say. No, I was going to say, what do you mean diplomatic? Like, <laughs> like over, overseeing everything? What do you mean like that? Yeah, like I'm, so like when people are trying to, i give you an example. We had a promoter that ordered a hundred girls from us on, on All-Star Weekend. They didn't believe we could get a hundred girls. You know, we had the girls. Yeah. So, we had the girls. We, we get the girls. 
boom. The next day when it was time to work, two girls ain't show up. So that's 98 girls. And he didn't pay me. And mm-hmm. you got to remember. Contract. This is, eh, it's not so much contracts in, 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 in that phase of entertainment business. You're just busting moves. You're just making it happen. And the contract is your word. Because wow. Like just a piece of paper. What am I really going to do? Go try to take him to court and do this and do that? Over two, nah. right. Wow. And, you know, now things have pretty much evolved into more of that. But so when you say diplomatic, you should you feel like you should have been like, well, you going to pay me for the 98? Like, like you, what, what, I'll put a tool to your ass? Like, it's like a play for like. That's what I'm saying. Okay. We've been more diplomatic in situations. Um, You know, I was still from where I was from. Right. You was trying to be humble. No, no, no. I'm saying, no, it's not, people get that confused too. That's not even about being humble, but you don't have to go to 100. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta be strategic and you gotta be diplomatic with how to resolve issues. So my conflict resolution wasn't the best. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Because you got to think, I got 98 people that I, I got 100 people I told that's going to get paid. Right. And that is, yeah, they ain't getting paid. Now, most of the people that's worked projects for us, they know, like, nah, if he said you're getting paid, you're getting paid. These are the stuff that ain't paid, but if he say he's going to pay you, you're going to get the money. So, when that, but they don't be knowing behind the scenes that if the dude, and at that time of my career, <clears throat> I can't give 100 people a check. So, um, that was a big struggle was navigating through uh working with shady people. Right. And and um me being uh real <laughs> I I had my foot on their neck, you know. Wow. So I, I if I look back I think um I would have just maneuvered differently. I'm not saying I would have not stood firm, but I might I might not have had to go from zero to one hundred, you know. It's like you know, if, if you kill my dog, I'm gonna kill your cat, your ferret, <laughs> everything, and, every animal. So, but you only learn that through growth. You learn that through age, and I don't have a regret in it. But if I could go back and say, "Oh, well, I see how I could have did that better," right? Then, that would be one thing. But most of the time, they deserved it anyway. So. It is what it is, right? I mean, real. I've been knowing you for so long. I've never. I mean, I kid you not. I've never known you for having a job. You've been an entrepreneur forever. I would say that probably out the womb. I don't. You know, I I met your mom, and she taught me how to make that um, that nacho dip back in the day over there in Marietta. But uh. I don't even Look, I'm not, I'm not saying back in the day, but what I what I want to say is that you've always been an entrepreneur during the pandemic and during these difficult times. Being an entrepreneur, what what have you done, or what do you do to keep yourself afloat or keep yourself going, and and to not go get a job and to know like you got you. I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Okay, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I told you I wouldn't be like, oh, for Ricky Light, what is it? You're doing a really good job. I appreciate that, real. So, one of the things I do is I meditate. Um, especially for people who have 
a creative or active mind, and your mind is always going and going and going, you gotta make, you gotta meditate. You gotta slow your brain down. You gotta slow your brain down so you can think and you can hear from God clearly. So that's one of the things I do. Uh, another thing I do is I'm big on self care. A lot of black men, they don't exercise self care, self love. You gotta do that because as black men, Nobody's ever going to come to save us. There's nobody going to come help you. But you're not a machine. Well, actually, even machines get turned off and hit the reset button. But as black men, I feel like we just constantly going, 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 going. Because, you know, you got to feed the family. You might got child support. You might got to take a cheek on a date. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do. And there's, there's almost zero compassion for what black men go through. So, for me, um, I had a, actually I got that from a white guy who told me, he said, um, you know, black men got to go through midlife crisis, like in your mid thirties or something. And he's like, cause y'all don't know what stress is. So here I am, the music business is changing. We got the R group. I got my restaurant and I'm having a baby, I'm having little matters. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, you know, if you don't hit the reset button, you're going to break down. So I take a lot of trips. Um, I yeah. like to eat. I like to eat. I don't like the gym too much, but I like to eat. I like to go out for a good drink. I like a good view. I like a good atmosphere. And that's what I do. A lot of those trips people be seeing me on, I be by myself. <clears throat> because Just refocusing. Um, yeah, right now I'm planning to um, travel the world. So what? Yeah. How many places you going? Everywhere my pocket can take me. Oh Lord Jesus, really about to go everywhere, y'all. I already know. My pocket can, can, can afford that place I'm going. <laughs> I might come back, reset, lick my wounds, and get back on the plane. But I'm, I'm about to hit the road. I was supposed to leave. Um, uh, well, you know, I'm most. When I, when I went into the hospital, but <clears throat> I was supposed to leave around then, and then I went into the hospital, so that changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was, what, about a year and a half ago, right? Yeah, I went to Turks and Caicos, and that was like partial beginning of that world tour. And <clears throat> I cut my foot, and I, but I didn't know my foot was cut. It was like a scrape, like... At this part, the bottom part of my foot, like right there, I really barely know I got it. So then, at a went to Trinidad after that, and when I got to Trinidad, I ended up um, getting rushed to the hospital. Get rushed to the hospital, come back to the United States. Long story short, found out I had sepsis and osteomyelitis, and the doctor was like, "Yo, you got 12 hours to live if you don't amputate your foot because once it once it gets." Past your foot, <clears throat> we're probably gonna have to amputate your leg. And once it passed the leg, it hit an organ, you out of here, and you mm-hmm. got it pretty bad. I had that, and I think cellulitis or something. I had a, it was bad, and I was in the hospital for like a month and a half. And um, your boy was almost out of here. So, yeah. So now I look at life completely different, <clears throat> and that's what made me also put this book out because. I, I realized, um, wow, I could really not be here anymore. And what would I really have to 
Keep it real through death. <laughs> Not to say it like that, but <laughs> you need to because while you drinking it, just keeping it like for real. So, okay, you done talked about everything. We have gone through the motions. So, what can people expect from this book? You know, Turner. <laughs> Purpose into profit. What are we going to expect? What are we going to get? What 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 real is showing us? Well, you could expect um, a lot of practical, a lot of practical um, business, spiritual, and <clears throat> motivational tools that you can use for your life. The book is called Turn Your Purpose into Profit. But, and I, I, I find myself telling people it's a business book, it's a business book. But it's really not. It's a book of life. And if you're lost and you don't know what your purpose in life is, there's a diagram in there that I, that I, I modified that I found somewhere through my journey. And you get, it helps you discover your purpose. If you want to take that purpose and turn it into a business, and it shows you the steps on how to do that. If you're already successful living through your purpose, then some of these other other um, stories and things like that in there help people realize why they're not making it to the next level. Or um, they might lift up that person who's just tired. Right. You know, a lot of people see people that are successful and they think they got it made, but people be tired. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's right now stressed out. Over a, mark, uh, over a bus pass because he can't afford the bus. But then there's a dude somewhere right now that things he made it to the Ferrari level. It's not popping no more, and he's don't know how he's gonna pay for his Ferrari. Mm. So life could throw all type of curveballs at you. You know, somebody that was rich today might not be rich tomorrow, and and if you're not rich, if you're not rich uh, today, you could be rich tomorrow. So <clears throat> I think everybody could benefit from the book and. um Utilize the principles that I, I put in there to apply to your life. It, it's, it's actually a pretty good read. I got a lot of good feedback, and I'm real excited about it. And it feels like sway. So. Ah, that feels like sway. That's a good feeling, y'all. Just FYI. Yo, the book is coming out, y'all. And he said it feels like sway. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, because I, pre, I did the pre-order... So I should be getting my autographed copy very soon. It still says pre-order on the site because we've been sold out three times. Oh Lord, jeez! I didn't want people to uh, to uh, press me for like oh it's going to ship tomorrow. Right, so you got to wait for it to the book to be uh, to be. Time, um, but we keep we, every time we drop a batch, right? Like, we, 
they would order in about 150 at a time. Wow. And we've been selling out every, every order. So now we back at another print, another print run of 150, um, to get those out. So that's how we're doing it. That is so cool, y'all. I'm not it's even not, It's not on Amazon yet. I had, and I don't mind saying this. It's not on Amazon yet because I'm, I had a problem with what was called the ISBN number and I had to redo it. My ISBN number. Take your time. Look, when I asked you, was it on Amazon? You said, don't bother me, man. Look, if you want to, if you, you need to go to the source, you want the link, I'm going to post it. How about that? <laughs> That's how we going to do that. I get it. I get it. You know, I get up there. It ain't bothering me, man. If it go up, if it, if it get there. So, that's it. But yeah, turn your purpose into profit.com. You can order it. And, um, I appreciate everybody's support and your support. Man, I so, like I said, appreciate you being on my podcast. I'm like literally a daughter, um, I would say. There's so many people who, you know, they got, they're in different realms. They're preachers and they do this and they daughters and this and daughters and this. I'm I'm a daughter in the entrepreneurship. I'm a daughter in the industry. This right here is my spiritual father, I would say, when it comes to learning this game and he is the number one godfather that should be your next book uh, <laughs> godfather of the game or something because he really got, has I'm dropping a lot of books for my, my two daughters so they could uh, you know have some gems yes when, when, when my day comes and it's not like I, I expect to live a long time oh yeah yeah no, we, we've got many books the last thing I put would be I'm about to get taken off this earth, right? Because I got some a cut on my foot, and I got twelve hours left. Like that was, you know, right? All the things that I escaped and the situations I've been in with artists. And, you know, <laughs> that, that was the last thing I thought. Like, hello, what? What is that? Sepsis? What is that? For real, we been, you know we been in situ- we been in strip club situation. I mean, for real, like. We didn't grow up in this game in the era that everybody's in now, like uh uh this is like the fake friend era. We grew up in uh somebody don't like you, they're not rocking with you, it's aggressive and it's like that outside. You know, people starting to get a little wild now, but in, as far as society, no the industry wasn't like that. Yeah. The industry was real, real cutthroat. This is a cutthroat. But it's a little more paperwork cutthroat now. <laughs> he says, more well, shake hand cutthroat. Ignite any niggas off a balcony. He's right. Like, Sign contract. Like, it's know, not that. It's not that. But it's just you going to get sued. <laughs> yeah, now I'm, I'm going to show you. Yo, it's still gangster. It's still It ain't the same. <laughs> it's just watered down. You <laughs> so, almost get taken out of here over a cut on the foot. I was like, I realized I don't have as much money as I think. I realized I didn't contribute to society as much as I wish I could have. Mm. And it's just a lot of different thoughts that just go through your head. So wow. You just, you just try to do your best to make good on it. Wow. And, real, you got so much in you. Like, seriously, that you just said that, that what you owe back to society and you really don't, but to even think that you do, 
or you at that stage in your life where you should give back, that's that that's G. That's blessing. That's that's wonderful because a lot of people don't do that. And I love when I you know, you got the gray hair, you letting us know like you been there, you done it, and I'm trying to help you. Like what's next for you? What's next for Mr. Tyrell Lewis? I started a nonprofit organization called Best Fit. Um, we got a lot of different programs that we working on uh, helping, you know, innocent youth build businesses. There's a, a program we have called Flight Club, focused learning, youth training, and enrichment, <clears throat> where we take kids out the country just to broaden their horizons and show them that the world is bigger than where they are. Um, so we got that. Uh, of course, turn your purpose into profit. <clears throat> we got a lot. I don't want to give away too much of what's going on with that yet. Um, but we got a lot of different modules that's going to expound on the book for people to stay connected with us with that. And um, if people don't know, <clears throat> ever since I kind of left the trading world, 2010, I started trading. So no, I'm not a new trader. I've been trading for 10 years now, and now I'm teaching uh, classes because I teach so many people. Again, give them wrong information. It's, it's very rare that I speak to somebody on the phone and I say they're a trader. And I be like, yo, you know, and I ask them certain questions. I'm like, you don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> <But> traders. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm just going to start teaching these classes. <coughs> I, teach class I was teaching classes for free, but I just stopped doing that. Um, now you charge it. Yeah, now I'm charged for the classes because there's no value in free. You got to right. put the Yes, you got to put the... You, have, you you worth it. Yeah, and then tomorrow, um, I'm speaking at uh, elementary school to about 90 boys, 90 young men, uh, and I'm going to be teaching them the basics of the stock market. Uh, <coughs> I mean, it's a lot. We're busy. Young boys. Yeah. Wow, that's... Yeah, from fifth grade. That's tight, real. That is so tight right there. You are <laughs> continuing. Hopefully I can get some of this voice back by tomorrow. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want you to lose your voice too much. But yes, I hear it. But y'all, that is so true. That is so tight that you continue to pour into the community and give yourself to young people and young entrepreneurs and everybody that's just in I would say our type of world. I mean I I, 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 I so appreciate you being on my show for real. Like I really just got one more question for you and then because I don't want to take like I said take up all your time. What would you tell a young man in your position? I would say coming up in Far Rockaway 14, 15, right now in 2022 that wants to not necessarily go into um, the rap game or whatever, but they know that could be the only way to get them out, but they want to be an entrepreneur. What would you tell a young entrepreneur that's struggling how they could really get into the game and be a major player? Um, God is always going to feed the birds, right? But you don't throw the worms in the nest. So you gotta go out there and get it. And I would tell them to make sure that they're being strategic, make sure that they're being resilient, and make sure that they read and educate themselves 
as much as they can. And if you take those three keys, you can build your foundation on that. Um, surround yourself by people that's smarter than you. Surround yourself by people that's going, that's where you want to be. And make a lot, as many relationships as you can and be an asset to the people for those relationships. Because there's like sometimes people DM me, even though I'm not so much saying, like even though I'm not that active in music, you know you know the people we've right. been with over the years and they hit my line all the time. So it's like being in a mafia or a mob. They, they still, you, they want to still, they want to know your blessing or want to see how you feel about it. So, uh, you know, I'm still technically in the music business. But when people hit me and they ask me stuff, it's like, you know, it depends. I'm still, I'm still who I am too. I'm still trying to get somewhere myself. So when I see these young dudes approach me in some way in the DMs, I don't mind hitting them back, but they, they hit me without, nowadays there's no more respect, right? Right. So, thanks, call me Mr. Lewis, but, you know, have a nice intro, you know? Like, act like you're hitting a man about some business. So I would tell him that, and, uh, you know, my man, so they call him, you know, my new, my new, my new tagline is Tyrell Lewis, aka the executor. So I remember my mantra is don't kill your dreams, execute them. Wow. So, so you're knocking that out. And, um, the executor. Tyrell Lewis, the executor, I make it happen. Yo. That is wonderful. I mean, you were at one point out here helping the women and getting us on. And now it's coming back full circle. And you trying to execute and help these young men get their dreams, you know, going. You know, you was straight. You Even with the R. Remember the R was like a female, like her hip. Like, I remember you was so focused yeah. on that at one point, And now... You oh you're over here, which I mean, like I said, which but it's like that sometimes. Yo, it's I, people are probably gonna be mad at this because you know, <laughs> but the reason how that started like that, um, I remember when I moved to the south and uh, I would see strippers in the strip club, <laughs> and I would be like, this club is gorgeous. <laughs> So it would always blow my mind that it was these beautiful women working in strip clubs. Working in strip clubs, it, it blew my mind because in New York, it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like Chicago it wasn't like, either. Look, you had to run down. The big wig strippers wasn't fine. It was high. It was high, but it wasn't fine. I came to the south, and I was looking at you know, it's like, oh, damn, gorgeous. No, I ne- listen, real. You forget. Oh, I bet I'm you don't remember this story. Right. I bet you don't remember this story. Oh, go, go ahead. Finish that. Uh, okay. So, so what made me start the female street team was um, giving young women an alternative to hitting the strip club. So that's that's kind of how that started. That nobody even know what 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 made me do that. All right, so yeah, what you gonna say? No, I was gonna say like the funniest thing that you said. With that was I remember a long time ago We went to a strip club or something Or I don't know if Who was there It could I, I want to say it was, it, was, it was like Onyx or something Not too long ago And I want to say you was 
with Stevie J or some something or something like that. It, I, I could be wrong, but we was at the strip club and you we were talking in the club and I was there with you and some friends or whatever. And you had specifically said people come across the world to see Atlanta strippers, like, like there, like what, like when you just said like, why are you working here? It's a reason why people come across the world to come to the Atlanta strip clubs because these girls out here, they I, they come from everywhere to come down here and strip. This is like the best place in the world to strip. So that's probably why you was psyched out and why you were into the whole little female driven thing. Cause shit back then it was 17 to one. And we had so many females that were educated, smart in the industry in music videos or whatever they was in. And they was, you know, you know how they go. That's something that people don't know. Uh, like, they have no idea that most of these, um, I'm actually teaching a class right now. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> oh, no. It's 7 o'clock. So, look, I know, look, I already know. I already told you like an hour, but we've been, we talking like we could. Look. No, dude. My sister is on. He's, uh, let me just, let me just turn the volume down. All right. Um, I really don't during this time. Yeah, he over here doing multitasking on the podcast. Got four fast things going on, <laughs> but nah, no real, no seriously. I figured out how to do that. Here we go. He over here talking about the crypto, y'all. He the crypto man too. If y'all need that, but no real. I'm not gonna take up too much of your time. How do people get in contact with you if they want to get in contact? Want to get the book? Um, just want to shout you out, want to DM you. What are some, um, you know, different, you know, IG, I guess, or um, different social media platforms that can get in contact with you? Uh, you can reach me at Tyrell Lewis on Instagram. Pretty much Tyrell Lewis on everything. And that's T-Y-R-E-A-L, y'all. Tyrell Lewis. L E W I S. keep it real. T Y R E A L. And y'all, I'm going to repost it. So it will be underneath and on the page. And real, I so appreciate you being on my podcast today. I appreciate and love you. I kid you not. Thank you yeah, so man. much for taking your busy time out. This is a million billionaire man, y'all. Next time he be on my show, he's going to be teaching us. How to get these millions, y'all. So, thank you, Real. We about to close out, y'all, on this segment. Real Street Promotion. Give us some shout-outs, Real. What's up? Hold up. <laughs> I'm-